This is Oasis City Radio Music. This is Oasis City Radio Music. This is Oasis City Radio Music. Twenty-four hours a day at oasiscityradio.com. Tune in, iHeartRadio, and the Oasis City Radio app. This is Oasis City Radio music. Oasis City Radio. Every good story offers a great promise. You might not know what the promise is in the beginning. You may have to wait to the middle of the story or even finding it at the end. But it always offers something. And the story of Christmas is no different. See, Christmas speaks to the hopelessness and the restlessness of our day-to-day by revealing a God who is always on a mission to save us. And each and every year, I know you can come and you can hear the story, but, but it should never get old. It should always remind us that God understands us. He understands humanity. And he's always been on a mission to save. He's always had a heart uh, for us to know him. And that's the promise of a Christmas story. In the beginning of our human story, your human story, when, when your story started, God promised a rescuer who would come and fix our brokenness. He did it in the very beginning in Genesis. When he created man, there is still the promise of a rescuer. And, and even in your life, regardless of where you have found yourself, uh, in, in whether it be this year or in your past, God is always offering himself as a rescuer. When he made the promise... He did so in an unexpected way by sending his son. And his son is called the anointed one. Say the anointed one. He's a savior who lives in us. He's the king who will one day return for us. And we can embrace the story and unwrap the promise that it offers to each and every one of us. I like unwrapping. Some of you in a few hours may even get a chance to unwrap a gift. And tomorrow you may have the opportunity to unwrap even more gifts. Well, I'd like you today to go with me into the scripture and see what God wants to unwrap for you. In Matthew chapter 1, in verse 18, it says this. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, yet he did not want to expose her in public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Many people forget that part of the story. But after he had considered this, considered what? Divorcing her. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. 
and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She would give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Oftentimes, people can forget the tension that Joseph had in the beginning. Being engaged to someone, coming to find out there was this unexpected pregnancy that couldn't be explained. He was a good man. He, he wanted to protect her, so he wanted to quietly divorce her. But God sent a message, sent an angel in a dream. And he tells them this great promise, don't be afraid, Joseph, for her pregnancy is of the Holy Spirit. And he goes on and he tells them what's going to happen through the prophet. And that the prophecy of the coming Messiah was coming to pass. It was true. The word was true. And it was to come through your wife. So he marries her. And he goes through all those months of trying to explain things, I'm sure, to a lot of people who had a lot of questions. And then something happens. He names Jesus, Jesus. Joseph was the one who got to name him. Mary got to give birth, but even though the Lord said, you will call him Jesus, Joseph had the honor of naming his son. And this name means God with us. And the thing we have to recognize about Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, is it just not was a one-day story 2,000 years ago where God came to earth as a man and suddenly disappeared and he's not on the earth anymore. No, because he's God, because of the promise, because he's the rescuer. When Jesus died and resurrected, he sent the Holy Spirit, his very spirit, and so when we say, Emmanuel, it's not a story of 2,000 years ago. Yes, it is, but it's much more. He's still with us. He hasn't gone away. You and I still partake of the promise of the Lord. He is still right here. There's a quote by a, name, a guy named Bill Adams. It's not Bill and Adams' quote. It's Bill Adams, but... He said this, we find in Jesus that God's love doesn't demand perfection. That forgiveness isn't giving, given away sparingly, but recklessly and indiscriminately. That unconditional really means unconditional. And that God's love is completely and thoroughly inclusive. No one's exempt from it. No one has messed up too much, too far, too long. 
that unconditional really is unconditional. Because I know we like that word. It sounds really good. But in our, in our humanity, we, we somehow, in our emotional health, we set limits up to what unconditional really is. There's a borderline there. It sounds great, but you know what? You come and you cross a line where it's conditional now. But it really, truly is unconditional in Jesus. Isaiah prophesied, and I talked about it on Sunday, that Jesus would uphold his kingdom government. He's a kingdom man. And his government is not like our governments. He's, his government's different than the world's governments. His government, his government reigns through his kingdom, and, and it reigns with justice and righteousness, is what the scripture says. If you're, if you're unsure about what God thinks about things, he reigns with justice and righteousness. And I think 2020 has been a year where we have seen unrighteous things like every year. But once again, we've seen this idea of social injustice in our faces again and again and again. And Jesus reigns his, and he rules his kingdom and he wants his people to be people of righteousness and people of justice in the earth. That means there's equality for everyone, male and female, every ethnicity. He came to set free the oppressed. He came to set free the oppressed in his day, and he's coming right now. He's here, Emmanuel, God with us, to set free the oppressed. And that's why Christians need to stand up and proclaim that Jesus wants the oppressed to go free. He wants to set the captive free. When you unwrap the story of Christmas, you receive the promises of Christmas. What are these promises of Christmas? Forgiveness from sins. Release from shame and guilt. Peace with God. And an everlasting life. No matter where you are today, you're watching online or if you're here right now you can receive the gift of christmas and all that jesus means for you today is a day where you can come face to face with him in reality and recognize that he really does want to be with you we're about to uh make a switch here if you would stand and grab your candlelight and then at the bottom of it, you can just turn that switch. It'll turn it on. But I want you to put yourself into a position right now as we go into this song. And recognize that on a night where there was uncertainty, on a night where there was a story that was 700 years old. On a night where people were trying to figure out if this soon coming king would be born in a palace like they all expected. And no one thought it would be from a manger. On a night where God announces to shepherds in a field by an angel that they needed to stop what they were doing and go find him. The truth of this one who sets free the oppressed is unwrapped in this song.
Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So good. So good. You can have a seat. You can turn your candles off. You know, every year at Oasis City Church, we've been doing nine of these. This is our, or eight of these, something like that. Eight or nine. Uh, this is our eighth Christmas. But we change it up every year. But one thing that I don't like to touch is I, I want Amy to sing a holy night on Christmas Eve. I say, Pastor Terry, you can do whatever you want, but there's one request. Can I continue my story? In Luke chapter 2. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout, and he was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come to rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Now that sentence right there is one of the most unique in the scripture. Because this is one of the few times in the Old Covenant that the scripture says that the Holy Spirit was upon or with or within someone. And also he, as this devout follower of God, had a promise. You're not going to die until you physically see the promise. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. It's important to hear God. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. And he took the child in his arms, and he praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace. As you have promised, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Jesus came into humanity, and the world would never be the same. And when Jesus came into the world, humans, human history would be forever changed. There's something that uh, nonprofit organizations or, or some corporations, um, they, after many years, they t- tend to look at their organization and there's something they want to prevent in their organization that's, that's something called mission drift. It's the idea that what, what the mission of the company was or the church was or the nonprofit uh, or, or what, whatever this organization was, that we can easily let the other circumstances drift us away from our mission. You can picture something drifting, a boat untethered in the water and the winds and the waves come and that boat just can't remain there unless it's anchored. See, I think 2020 was a mission drift for a lot in the church. I think there was a challenge of the wind and the waves and the circumstances. Stuff that wasn't 
uh, anyone's fault of their own, but somehow, if you weren't anchored down, circumstances of this year could find you drifting. And I just want to encourage you that today, you can be re-anchored to Jesus. Because his mission doesn't drift. He's not here one minute and there the next. He's not here to rescue and save and say, oh, that season is over. You and me, we together can anchor ourselves into the truth of a promise. In verse 31 of that passage, that unique passage, it says Jesus is a gift prepared for all people to reveal to the nations. Jesus wasn't just for Israel. He was to all the nations. And this man, Simeon, was able to prophesy to, Je- to Jesus' parents. Mary and Joseph, they're listening. They knew these prophetic words, but this was a new one. And he said he's going to be this gift. And I love verse 33 because it didn't have to be recorded there. But Luke, he's, he's such a gift to us that he records all these details. He says, Mary and Joseph were amazed at the words. You know, have you ever been a, the proud parent? Uh, you know, amazed when maybe your, your child receives an award or receives something you didn't expect from them. Or how about when, when your child gets a prophetic word and you get to, to witness it, you're like, wow, God, you think that about them? In verse 34, it says, this man, Jesus, was destined to cause many to fail, to fall away, to have difficulty. And then there were, there were many to rise. Many would fall and many would rise because, see, Jesus isn't this all-encompassing kumbaya Messiah where everybody just gets there and, and we see, no, Jesus actually came to bring a sword, the Scripture says. And many would be challenged by what he says, and many would fall. But there would be people who would believe in him, and they would rise. There would be governmental systems that would fall. There would be religious systems that would fall. There would be corruption that would fall. But there would be many who hold on to the hope of who Christ is, and they would rise. And many would oppose him. And that's still true to this day. The world system opposes the message of Jesus. And then in verse 35, he says, the deepest thoughts of our hearts would be revealed. Still true to this day. Jesus has the ability to go deep in our hearts and reveal the things that nobody even knows we think about. And then, of course, the word about this sword-piercing Mary was was the fact that she was there and witnessed his crucifixion. That even though her son was so amazing, even though he was the God-man, even though she had this privilege of raising him, there would still be pain and suffering. But in order for him to save the world, she would have to be pierced as well. But isn't that just like God? He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows what it's like to be human. He knows what it's like to have pain. He knows what humanity feels like. He knows the emotions of mankind. He knows our suffering. He knows our joy. And he's still with us. He understands humiliation because he was humiliated on the cross. He understands rejection because he was rejected. 
He understands sorrow because he, according to the scripture, was a man of sorrows. Do you ever wonder if God understands your life? Well, wonder no more. Because the beauty and the majesty of Christmas season is that Mary gave birth to Emmanuel, the God who became one of us. And Brian Simmons, I I love his translation of this term, Emmanuel. He says, may this truth give us all hope as we celebrate the first coming of the God with us God. Emmanuel, the God with us God. Just look at that, Emmanuel, the God with us God. That's exactly who he is. And in this story that I've told you today, that you can go and read for yourself in the Christmas story, we read the opening lines of God's love letter to the world. In this Christmas story, we celebrate that God became a man in order for us to have a personal relationship with him. In the Christmas story, God shows us true love and true giving. In the Christmas story, we can be assured that all of God's gifts are wrapped in Jesus. And today, you can unwrap your gift. And today, you can celebrate with joy that the God with us God loves you so much that the God with us God is here right now and he's in your tomorrow and he's in your 2021 and he's in your next 10 years. The God with us God doesn't leave you or forsake you. The God with us God can give you joy in times of sorrow. The God with us God can give you peace in the midst of the storm. The God with us God is here and he's alive and he's well. So Oasis City Church, let's celebrate with joy today.